epitch.org. Entrepreneurs telling their stories, giving us a better understanding of the entrepreneurial experience. Francisco Mattis spent 16 consecutive years playing in the Major League Baseball organization. He has spent the last 15 years coaching hitting for baseball players in the MLB and other organizations around the country. Francisco is a small business owner of one-on-one hitting. Now, let's hear Francisco talk about his experiences in the entrepreneurial world. Let's get started in learning about Francisco and his entrepreneurial experiences. Here we go, E-Pitch Fast 30. Francisco, what is your full name? Uh, Francisco Aguirre Matos. What is your age? 49 years old. What city were you born in? Aswan, Dominican Republic. What year did you come to America? In 1989. First American city you came to? Scottsdale, Arizona. Multitask or single task? Single. Introvert or extrovert? Extrovert. Favorite vacation spot? Panama City Beach. Favorite food? Oh, the Dominican flat, you know, rice and beans, any kind of meat. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Favorite drink? Uh, half and half iced tea. Book or TV? TV. Dog or cat? Definitely dog. Clean or messy? Clean. Half full or half empty? Half full. Favorite baseball position? Middle infield, second and short. Favorite baseball player? Tony Fernandez. Your favorite MLB team? Um, Blue Jays, Dodgers back in the day. What do you currently coach? I'm a hitting coach. Your favorite coach of all time? Bruce Hahn. What is your favorite entrepreneur? LeBron James. Plan or spontaneous? Plan. Late or early? Early. Did you grow up rich, poor, or middle class? Definitely poor. Describe yourself with three words. Passionate, caring, and responsible. Cold or hot? Cold. Apple or Android? Android. Lease or own? Lease. And do you love what you do? Yes. And there you have it, Francisco's E-Pitch Fast 30. We are ready now to discuss Francisco and how he got started in coaching. So Francisco, when did you start playing baseball? when you were younger? What age did you start? Ooh, I, I, I guess I would say as long as I remember, probably would say six, seven years old. And were there a lot of kids that played baseball? Definitely, I mean, growing up in Dominican Republic, we don't have that, mu- that many sports to choose, so yes. Uh, and what city was that, in what country? It's a little town called Estebania, Aswa, Dominican Republic. Okay, and did you play for a school, or was there a city league, or did you just go out in your neighborhoods and play? How did, how did it work over there at that time when you were growing up? 
Well, growing up in Dominica, obviously, it's not like here that you, you get to play high school baseball and in college. Over there, we just, I mean, we play in the neighborhood and we just play amateur baseball, basically. When you were that young, did you know that you were going to be a good baseball player? Did you, did you feel it? That was, my goal was, I remember when I was in high school and I, they, they, they asked us to do an interview, what you want to do in the future. And I remember saying that I want to become a professional baseball player. So, uh, yes. And did you watch baseball on TV or listen to it on radio when you were little, growing up over there? Well, uh, when we got the opportunity, we, I grew up, we didn't have TV in our house. So we used to go to somebody else's house and, and yes, watch a lot of baseball, especially games, um, baseball from, from the Dominican Republic, that winter baseball over there, which it was huge local teams, professional baseball. When you played baseball over there, what were the conditions like compared to what you see here in America? Were there baseball fields that you actually played on, or did you make up your own fields? Well, we can call it baseball field because we were playing baseball in it, but that was not in good shape. Believe me, we didn't know, especially in the little town where I grew up. I grew up in a town that it didn't rain that much, so our field didn't have any grass at all. That was a bunch of dirts and rocks. So, so I'm looking the way the kids are, where the kids are playing here. I would say just the kids in this country are real spoiled. Did you have parents that loved baseball? Oh yes, definitely. I mean, that's that's the only sport that everybody grew up with. So yes, my my dad was basically my my biggest fan. And do you have siblings? I do. I got well, lots of my parents die, but uh, I got I got three brothers and one sister. And did the other brothers or sister get involved in baseball as far as playing goes? We believe it or not, we growing up, uh, all all my three brothers play. Plus, I got an uh, I have an uncle that used to play baseball over there. So the whole infield used to be with the Matos family, and basically in that little town, it was like two family. Basically, they they, they get the the whole team was just two family. So we used to have five members, you know, myself, three brothers, and my uncle playing in the same team. That's really cool. Well, as you got older and you knew that you were playing some pretty good baseball, what did you do to get discovered? How, how were you discovered as a good baseball player over in the Dominican? Well, once again, growing up in my little town back in the day, nowadays it's different. Nowadays you got people what they call Buscone, okay? Guys, they're just going all over the country recruiting kids. But back in the day, it was not like that. In the little town where I grew up, I had to get out of that little town to be discovered by some scout. And so then you left your town and went to a larger city? I did. I, I went, actually, I went to try out. I try out with uh, Pittsburgh, and uh, they kind of liked my bat. I was actually kind of slow, and I, I needed to work on that stuff. So they sent me to a different city to play in what they call in that, it's like an amateur baseball league. And so there I just I just work on trying to, on my speed to become faster and just keep working hard. What happened next uh, after you worked on those things they needed you to work on to become better? What happened after that? Did you then come to America? I remember going 
for a month and then the, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the scout, they, 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 they told me to come back to the city of Santo Domingo because they wanted to see me again. And I remember the first time that I tried out, I ran a 7-3 in 60 yard, which is so slow. And uh, so, like I said earlier, I worked on my speed and like a month later, they I ran a 6-9. So I was getting better and I played, they had me play in the game and I was used to facing guys that were already playing in the state. And I remember I went three for five and they didn't sign me. So I was kind of disappointed. And then after that, obviously, I went and tried one day with, with the Oakland A and they, they signed me. I played in Dominican my first year and then I came here in the state in 89. When you came to the States, what was your, so that was your first team, the Oakland days? Yes. And so you signed with them and yes. started playing baseball and what position were you playing? I was signed as a shortstop and like I say, I was, I was signed late, I might have been in, in April or late March. So at spring training, all the players, they come to the state for spring training, they either come in late February or early March. So everybody was already here. So I had, I had no choice that I had to play in the DSL, the Dominican Summit League over there. And that was in 88. So in 89, I was one of the top players to come to the state. And playing shortstop is uh, a pretty major position. I was, it was, I mean, I, I signed as a shortstop, but during my career, I must I played a lot in second base. Okay. How many different teams did you play for, and, and what teams were they? Well, you know, I came through uh, the Oakland organization from, I, was, I would say from 88, because I signed in 88, all the way to 94. Just, you know, played a little bit in the big league in 94. And then I became a free agent after that. And so I signed with uh, Pittsburgh in 95. You can start counting the name of the teams. Pittsburgh 95, Expos in 96. Uh, 97, I was with the Orioles. 98, I actually played with two organizations, the Tampa Bay Devil Ray and the Yankees. In uh, 99, I played with the Seattle organization. 2000, I went back with the Orioles. So all those teams, they were in AAA baseball. And so after that, I played another four more years, but that was at the Independent League Baseball. And when was your first time in Huntsville? I I got promoted here, believe it or not, my second year that I was in the state in 1990. I was promoted here in July. Okay, and and so and what did you do here? Uh, well, I basically I played with the Huntsville Stars and uh, and I struggled here, struggled in this league in 1990 and 91. I came back here, played a little bit, uh, struggled, and got sent down to to Modesto. In 92, I came back here again and I broke my leg and finally came back here in 93 again. I had my full season here. Had a pretty good year here and, and then after that, I finally graduated from AA and went to AAA in 94. And is Huntsville's where you met your wife? Yes, yes, we, we, we met, believe it or not. Uh, I, know, I know people don't see me right now, but you can, I don't, I'm bald now, I don't have any hair, but <laughs> I did went to, I did went to a salon to get my hair cut, and that's where I met my wife. Really? Okay. Now, is she a hairstylist? She is. She's a hairdresser. Okay. I did not know this. You might need to hire her. Yes. <laughs> so, she, uh, so she does hair for a living now? Well, she works in, uh, she works, she's been working with a guy, uh, Bob Johnson, the, the, for a long time, they used to be in, uh, 
a salon right there close to the mall, uh, Pinage. Yes. And, and they, and she, but she doesn't do a lot of hair. She used to do a lot of hair when I met her, but then, you know, we got our kids, so she kind of lost all the clients. And, but she's been working with that guy. She does a lot of, you know, perms or whatever stuff. And she, I don't think she got a lot of hair. So she does the shampoo and perms, all that stuff. So did she move with you when you went to all these different places? Um, yes, it's when our girls were little. Uh, obviously, they were not at the ages they were at the school yet. And yes, they she traveled a lot. I mean, because I play in places like Tacoma, Washington, Ottawa, Canada, um, Rochester, New York. So all those places during the summer, yeah, she used to drive from Huntsville to those places and would spend the whole summer there. That's uh, very exciting. And of course, driving here from Tacoma, Washington, it's a long uh, way. It's not a, uh, an easy trip. It's a long way. Well, can you decided, why did y'all decide to come back to Huntsville and stay here? Well, obviously, uh, she's, she was born in Dothan, Alabama, but she's, when I met her, she was already here for a long time. So this was her home, obviously. And, you know, I played here for a while, and, and I used to go. Even when I was coaching professional for 11 years, I used to go and just coach and then come back here. This is our home and, you know, we raise our kid here and it's, it's a good place. It's, it's, I like this place. I'm, I'm in a small town kind of guy and don't, don't like big city. So I'm kind of, I love this. I'm kind of used to this, um, you know, got my business here. So I don't think I'll go anywhere. And your kids have all moved away from Huntsville. They're in different cities. Yeah, they are. The one of them is in Washington, and the other one is in Chicago. Okay. And so, can you tell us why did you decide to open up a coaching business uh, for youth here? Well, I mean, baseball is what I've done all my life. You know, I mean, it's it's not like I have a degree so I can go and do something else. Baseball is my degree. Well, you have. Uh, a lot of expertise I that you're showing these kids. Exactly, so, this is what uh, I do. And, and you know, I was a I was a hitting coach in the minor league with different organizations for 11 years. So I was, at one point I couldn't find a job and I was always done this hitting stuff. Even when I was doing coaching professionally, when I used to come here after the R season, in the winter I used to always do lessons. So now that I'm, you know, that I'm here, I'm decided to do it full time. What do you think has made you a great hitting coach? Oh, wow. Uh, you know, this is, being a hitting coach is, uh, is, is, is tough. You know, I, I think you run into a lot of people that think that everybody's a hitting coach. Everybody knows how to, how to teach hitting. It, it's, that's, in baseball, that's the most difficult thing to do is hitting. So a lot of time, myself, I just, a lot of things you just have to have good relation with the players. You gotta make sure that they trust you. You might not be the greatest hitting coach, but if you got their their trust from the players, they're gonna do anything that, that you ask them for. And and this business, my myself, I'm I'm just I try to keep stuff simple. Like I say, early hitting is hard enough. Well, you just finished a tournament. You have a you also have a team yes. of players that you have been coaching and on your travel team. Yes. And so you just won yesterday. We did. 
and so congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, why do you think that that team was able to come together? You know, sometimes we see teams throughout a season and they just don't end up playing well with each other and they just can't get their act together. Why do you think that you were able to do that and have such a winning team this, this season? Well, you know, when I decided that's, that's being having a tribal team, that was something that I thought about it for a while, but I was scared to get into it. Because a lot of time, you know, dealing, the kids are great. You know, dealing with the parents might be a different story. And this team, when there was a couple of guys that approached me, there was, they already had a core kid that goes to Madison Academy. Pretty good players. There was about six, six of them. So a couple of the dad approached me, you know, see if I want to, if I want to put together a travel team. And there were already a core six kid right there. So good player. They know each other. Go to school together. So we had tryout, and then we we went ahead and picked another kid. They they would think they were good enough, and 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 they can fit with what we're trying to build. And uh, so, you know, that's 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 the key. You know, just trying to find some good kid that can get along and have good parents so you can build a good organization. And I guess that's one way to try to get kids to hit better, too. Uh, do you have suggestions for people on how kids can get better at hitting? Well, um, you know, you got to put you got to put the work. And, and a lot of those kid, kids that are my travel team right now. I got 11 in the roster. And... And I think nine of them hit with me, take lessons with me. So you got to put in the work, and, and a lot of those kids do. And I always tell guys that, that you know, you, you can come and hit once a week, and then you go home and start playing Nintendo. That's not going to do it for you. You got to do your homework. Just like you go to school, you got to homework. You got you to gotta stay on this. You got to hit all the time, you know, so. Do you suggest that these young players hit every day or every other day? What helps strengthen them the best? It, it won't. It won't hurt. It won't hurt. It won't hurt if you go out. You you in your house, and you can go outside and you can take twenty five swings. That's not gonna kill you. It's gonna make you better. So I mean, I, I just don't see. I, I I don't see why not. You know, I mean, what else does they have to do at twelve years old? But playing Nintendo or whatever the Fortnite, whatever it is that they play. Well, and I I noticed too that in part of your session, you use a T, and a lot of kids think that a T uh, is for younger kids that they shouldn't be hitting off a T. But if you look at videos even in the major leagues, they're all hitting off T's. Yes. So why is that such a good instrument to use? That, kids. That's that's well the kid to think like that they're wrong, you know because at T I mean it's all depend on the professional level. There's some players that they believe it or not they don't like front toss, you know. There's some players that don't like front toss. There's some players that just like the T. They set the T because they know the baseball is not moving, so they just work on some stuff. That's routine, you know. You have to have a routine, and every big league players right now. They just don't show up and play at 7 o'clock at night. Those guys show up there at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and they go to their station, to their routine. Sometimes they go to, those guys go twice to the cages before they even get to, to play the game. And that's not include batting practice. So T, that's a lot of stuff that you can do after T. It's a lot of drills that you can do after T. You can move, the, you can put the T 
inside, you can put the T out way, you can put the T in, in the middle, you can put the low T, you can put the high T. There's just a lot of stuff that you can work on and they're gonna make you better as a hitter. And how long have you been coaching young kids now? Well, like I said early, I'm, I'm always, I'm full-time now uh, for the last, I would say couple couple years, full-time. But I always done that because when I was playing baseball, even when I was playing baseball, I used to come here and when my daughter started playing softball, in the off season, I always used to teach. And I know that you were a hitting coach. What team or teams were you a hitting coach for? Well, I worked with two organizations. Uh, I spent nine seasons with the Angels and I coach um, at every level from rookie ball all the way to AAA. I was a hitting coach. And then and then I spent a couple of seasons with, uh, with the Texas Rangers. So I kind of kept low A ball with, with the Angels because I, I did a couple of years in rookie ball and then I went to high A ball. And then I spent three years in double A and I spent three seasons in AAA. So I kind of kept low A ball. And then I, 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 I would let go by them and then was hired by the Rangers and I went to low A ball for two seasons which has gotten you a lot of experience uh, yes. with these kids. I know my son in particular has definitely improved his batting uh, tremendously. So uh, it definitely shows that you have you know, worked with a variety of people over a long period of time. Yep. Uh, besides hitting lessons and your travel ball team, is there anything else that you do uh, as far as baseball goes in your business? Well, right now I'm just strictly doing hitting lessons. I mean, there's some people that always ask me, you know, if I got time to do some fielding, I can do some fielding if I have the time. But mainly, mainly it's been hitting lessons. And obviously in my practice, I do a lot of stuff with my, my team. We're working a lot of fundamental of the game during our practice. What would you say is your best form of advertising? Well, word of the mouth, that's what it is. I mean, sometimes, you know, just like yourself, you, you know, you, you heard from somebody about me and you brought your son to me. And I'm pretty sure that if you got somebody that asking this looking, you're probably gonna say, oh, I recommend this, this kid. So I don't have any advertisement as far as putting my name anywhere. So just word of the mouth. Well, how do people find you if they're looking for you to help them with hitting? Is there a place uh, on, on a website or a Facebook page or a telephone number where people can find you? My phone number obviously is there, which is 256-509-4202. And, um, I, but they can always, you know, just come contact me, say, call me or send me text on my number. Now, is there a favorite baseball field here in Huntsville that you like to play on? Well, being in a in a in a travel business, you know, we don't we don't get to play many tournaments here, so you get to go to, to another places. But as far as field to practice, um, at that age, you know, obviously Mayfair is has a pretty nice field. We we were lucky to to had the opportunity to practice in Randolph. And we use the high school field and the softball field. They have a pretty nice facility over there. Now, I know you're getting ready to go to Cooperstown with the team that you're coaching that, where you just won. What do you think the competition is going to be like up in Cooperstown? 
Well, from what I hear from people, it's going to be a really good competition. We're, our kids probably going to see pitchers that's thrown really with high velocity that they probably haven't seen. So it's a, it's a challenge, and uh, but we're looking forward to to go over there and compete. Well, congratulations on going all the way to Cooperstown. I think that's going to be a fantastic trip. I, I think so too. I think the the kids and and the parents and, and myself we, we we're looking forward to it. So, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about your business? Is there anything else that maybe I've left out that you would like people to know about you or your business? If you're looking for somebody, you know, the the trying to help you, kid, you know, you can always. There's a lot. I know there's a lot of people that are teaching here in, in Huntsville. I'm just, I'm I'm a guy that's been there, done that. You know that I can I can say I'll struggle because I did struggle as a hitter, but I also can say that I was a pretty good hitter. So I've been up and down because a lot of a lot of times you know you gotta relate to 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 players. You know you can't be teaching and which is just a bunch of bunch of people. You know, I don't say it here, but at the professional level right now, because they hire a bunch of guys that are coming out of college and never play baseball. Those are people that are running baseball nowadays. But and they don't have nothing to relate to the to to the hitter. I can relate when a kid is struggling at the play. I can relate to that because I went through that, you know. But I also can relate when they're doing good. I can relate to that because I went through that. So and you know, it's always, I think it's always good when you you have somebody that can relate to some of this stuff. Right. Do you enjoy being an entrepreneur? Definitely, I do. Yes. I, I enjoy what I do. Well, that's great. Well, the time has come to ask you the last question. And the final question asked is given to us by our previous entrepreneur. And our last podcast was with Natasha, owner of 1818 Farms. And Natasha's question is, how organized is the MLB teams that you worked with? And was there one organization that you worked with that were better than other organizations? Ooh, uh, that question is a good question, but organize, what does that mean, organize in, 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 in like when running practice and stuff like that? Uh, well, you know, when you're coaching, obviously you have people that are called field coordinators. So they're the one that schedule the whole practice. So when we run a practice, we got a piece of paper in our hand, and we got it's by time. Everything everything runs by time. So I would say the Angels, because I spent a lot of years with them, you know, as a coach, um, compared with the other organization that I spent a couple of years with, I would definitely would say the Angels were really organized when when it comes to running practice. Okay, well, Francisco, as we close, please write down your last question for our next guest and tune in to find out how they will answer it on the next episode of epitch.org. I really appreciate you being here today. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. like to share with you a review of my business, Terramay Day Spa and Salon. Jennifer writes, This was my first experience getting a massage and facial, 
and Terame by far exceeded my expectations. They know the true meaning of customer service. The entire environment is so relaxing and makes you feel right at home. It being my first time, I was pretty nervous, but they are so professional, the nerves disappeared quickly. I will definitely be a returning customer. Thank you, Jennifer. We greatly appreciate the feedback. Thank you for listening today. Please check out my website at epitch.org or anchor.fm slash epitch.org to listen to future podcasts and on my Twitter account, epitch.org, to learn more about entrepreneurship. May these individual stories inspire you to do great things in entrepreneurship. Thank you. Thank you.